Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Reske. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. All right, let's let's move on to this last uh, section of chapter twelve because it's a it's an important one. Would you mind reading it, Jim? Yeah, sure. I I'll start at verse nine to twenty-one. Okay, nine to twenty-one. I'm reading from the uh, English Standard Version. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you reading that. Let's talk about our first impressions of this this uh, this passage, Ali. So I have a question, and I want to ask it straight up before I forget about it. But if you if you read uh, verse nineteen, which says, "Beloved, never avenge yourselves." but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So how, what, what does uh, uh, a Christian or someone who is following Christ make of this verse? If someone does something really wrong to me, should I leave it to Lord and Lord will take your revenge with that person or you just, you know, forgive that person from, you know, your heart truly from your heart you forgive that person no matter you know how bad that person has done to you uh well what's what's the what's the catch of this phrase that's a really easy answer out jim i'll let you answer it <laughs> you got the <laughs> answer <laughs> straight up the middle easy greg why don't you go ahead and take it <laughs> no because i i I, I want you I want you to answer this one. I don't, I don't think it is an easy answer. I think it's kind of it's kind of tricky and complicated because I, I think the spirit of the verse is you're wronged and if you if you're not if you're not a Christian and you're wrong, you feel like, oh yeah, no one wrongs me. I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get repay. I'm gonna get vengeance, right? That's revenge. You hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you back and I'm gonna probably hurt you back even harder. And the gospel notion is saying, I don't deserve anything. You know, and if someone hurts me, I, I don't deserve anything. So, so I, I don't have to have that kind of ang you know, angry vengeance where I've got to go back and inflict pain on someone who inflicted pain on me. Um, 
I'll give you a, a, just a quick example of this, uh, uh, the, um, the way I've kind of work, worked it out. I, I can, uh, I often think about it, can remember like hurtful words people spoke to me. And I can think about it and say, oh, I just I can't believe that person said that thing to me. And those kinds of words used to haunt me. Like you, you, you hear those words, things people, someone said to you that was hurtful years ago, that would go in your mind, you just dwell on it, think about it. I can't believe that person said that to me. And it took me a while in the like, Christian faith to grow and say, as I grew in the Christian faith to say, wait a second, First of all, I said lots of hurtful words to other people too. But secondly, if the gospel is true, all those things that people said to me where they didn't respect me and they didn't give me the courtesy that I thought I deserved, and they didn't give me the, the honor I thought I deserved, the reality is whatever hurtful words they said to me, I deserve far, far, far worse. If the gospel is true and I'm a really lost sinner, all those hurtful things, they were kind. They were better than I deserved, right? Even the, the nasty things people said to me were better than I should have gotten because if you knew the, the dark evil inside of me, you don't know the half of it, right? It'd be, it'd be, I, I deserve harsher words than that. And so that helped me a lot to say, I don't have to dwell and replay those tapes of what someone said to me. I could say, I don't need it. And I don't need to find a way to get back at them and say something back. I could say, it's okay. I, I let it go. Now, the, what you're getting at, though, is difficult. So you say, oh, so, say, someone you know, comes by and burns down your house. Do you pursue legal action against them? Do you... Mm -hmm. Just say, oh, you know, I'm a sinner too. You can burn down my house. It's okay. Like, uh, do, do Christians let themselves get walked over? Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, what I said before is kind of a personal answer and an easier answer, like on a personal level, not to get angry. There's this uh, notion of, you know, should, should Christians seek legal redress for those kinds of harms, right? Um, but I don't, and, I don't think that's vengeance, though. There, I, yeah, thanks. I was actually going to distinguish that, but you're right. That's, that's a distinguish, you know, vengeance is something different than just yeah. legal action against legal remedy. someone who wrongs you. Vengeance would be like you going back and burning their house. Well, that, yeah, good point. Good point. If but I like, call the police and I say, hey, um, you know, someone's got to pay for this. You're right. That's not vengeance. You're right. If I go back and I burn their house um, and their car or something, right, then, yeah, yeah, that's, that's vengeance. But like what I was trying to get to is, and thank you, you answered a lot of it. But a lot of people, you know, not truly forgive, but they, they leave their, they rest their case to God, or they say, you know, God will take my revenge. But isn't that still asking for vengeance? Or isn't that still <laughs> like God will do it? So, you know, you're, you have not get you for that. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't truly forgiven that person. You're just like, you're just wanting God to fight for you. But I think, uh, the the right way to do it would be to truly forgive that person and rest, mm. leave your case to God, and then it's up to God whatever He decides, instead Jim, of asking God to fight your case. Jim, do you know that famous story about the woman who was in a Nazi war camp? No, and she was a Christian. She well, she became a she became a Christian. She was. And and the the guy who the guy who tortured and killed a lot of the people in her, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Was this Corey Ten Boom? Yes, Corey Ten Boom. The the Is story this... of Corey Ten Boom. And she met the the Gestapo. She met guard. him. She met the she met the guy the 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 German guy who tortured and killed a lot of her friends. Um. Uh, became a believer. Right. Became a follower of Christ. And she heard him speak at a church. 
No, I think the story goes she was speaking and he came up to her afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew I was getting the story wrong. It's no, a, it's a powerful story, Ali. Ready. But just, it, it really, Ollie, it really this shows you how much we prep for this the podcast, by the way. This shows you how much <laughs> we're on top of every detail. <laughs> but this story, this story, this this story um really shows sort of the power of what you're talking about, uh Ali, about forgiving somebody. Um can you summarize it, Jim? Like, you know, well, the even if you don't get the facts right, like people can look it up. Yeah. So the quick way I remember, she was speaking after the war because she became Christian and and did you know uh, wrote uh, the Hiding Place and became very became very famous. And she she did a lot of traveling and speaking. And 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 this guard was in the audience one time when she was speaking and came up after her up to her afterwards and said, "I um I I heard everything you said and I become a Christian too since the war, and Jesus took my sins away." And I, uh, I hope, I hope you can forgive me too, because she recognized mm-hmm. him right away. And he held out his mm-hmm. hand to her to shake her hand. And she wrote about that later, talked about how, like, at that moment, she was thinking, "What do I do? I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, yeah, I, it's, I can't because it's so it. hard, right? I can't forgive." But, but she did. She did. She like because the gospel says, "Look, you know, we're all lost sinners." But this person was the embodiment of evil to her. She had to, to to reach out and take his hand and say, yes, I forgive, I forgive you too. But um, the power of that, the, the feeling like, I can't forgive this at that moment was so strong. That's why I, I remember the story, Greg. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And then the other story that came to my mind is the story of the Amish, um, the school shooting. Oh, yeah. And the awful. community, there was, a, there was a school shooting in an Amish community and they this guy killed all these little kids in the school, but then the whole Amish community came out and publicly forgave the guy for oh, killing their children. It. Can't believe it. And it just blew the media. The media couldn't believe it. They they were just like, how can you forgive this guy? You know? And uh, the, the power of forgiveness, you know, forgiveness is almost more powerful than vengeance. Yeah. You know, so that's a great, that's a great question, Ali. So anyway, mm-hmm. Ali, you and I, we, we talked about this passage about how there's right. some, the marks of a true Christian and yes. that love, love is like one of those things that uh, is one of the distinctives of, of uh, should be a distinctive of a Christian that you, that you meet, let your love be genuine. That's a good one. Boy, that's a good verse, isn't it? Yes. Um, love one another with brotherly affection. Um, so I don't know, Jim, do you have any any thoughts on this section as we... Uh... Well, macro and micro, big picture and then uh, drilling down. Um, big picture thing is, this is just, every, when you read it loud, loud, like I was doing before, I was noticing, and it's one of, I think one of the benefits of reading out loud, it's almost the staccato you know, uh, repetitiveness of starting every one of these with an action word. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Almost every one of these verses starts that way um, uh, with, with an action verb. So here's all the stuff you have to do. And, and the big picture thought I had, Greg, was we often talk about this in our podcast, but it's the sequence of the gospel, how critical sequence is, right? All of Romans 11, the first chapter, 11 chapters, all about the gospel, and, you know, you've been saved by faith, 
therefore you do this. So in, in loving response to what God did for you, now go do this. Because he it would be totally different if he started, you know, Romans 1 verse 1 starts with this, right? And if, and if, if that, that sequence of the Christian life would be totally different if he says, I'm just going to start off, lay it out there. There's a bunch of things you got to do. If you're a Christian, there's a bunch of stuff you got to do. He spends the first 11 chapters talking about what the gospel is and what it means. And now in light of that, here's what you do. It's the sequence of the gospel. And how do we say it, Greg? You said, um, I obey, therefore. I uh, Well, religion is I obey, therefore I'm accepted by God. But the gospel is I'm accepted by God through what Jesus did on the cross. Therefore, I obey. That's it. Because I'm accepted by God. And, and that is so important, Jim, what you just said is if if this was the beginning of Romans, let your love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. All these commands about this is how you, you should live your life. Um, the only way we can live this kind of life is is, what, is by the renewing of our minds, by the Holy Spirit, by the being changed, being transformed by the gospel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Inside out. By having that peace, you know, it's by having that peace, by that faith in Lord Jesus. Without that, I mean, it would be so hard to practice all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. it's and and we talk a lot about it on this podcast that it's the Christian the engine of the Christian life is gratitude. Amen. And it's gratitude based on what Jesus has done for us, and that we spend our whole lives marveling at what Jesus has done for us. And and the cross of Jesus doesn't get smaller and smaller as we understand it. It gets bigger and bigger, and yeah. it becomes um like we fall deeper and deeper in love with Jesus. Like that's right. the more we meditate on what he's done for us, the more it changes us from the inside out. And I think that's the transformation that comes from the renewal of your mind. Right. Just as you, as you're right, as you dwell on him, but then they, you say, there are a lot of things in the Christian life you are supposed to do. Right. And, and then, so then the, the micro part of this is then you look at this and Ali, like you, there's certain ones that kind of zoom in on, and the ones that stick with you have this whole laundry list here that, you know, you, um, uh, that you, that you kind of, I, I look at and I think about, you know, which, which ones you like the most or which ones appeal to you the most. They're, they're all things we all have to do. Right. Um, or ones you have questions about, like here's about vengeance and like uh, the, the, the leave you scratching your head and say, how does that exactly work in the Christian life? So the first big, the big show, the picture thought, Greg, I had was the sequence and how this is all about sequence, and then that, that, that like micro thoughts to say, you know, what does that one verse mean? Or oh, I like this one and more than more than the rest. I think it's in verse yeah, verse ten where it says, "Outdo one another by showing honor." That's an interesting. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of the cartoon, and I forget it was like Chip and Dale, where where <laughs> the, the where they they're going like one of them opens the door and says, "After you," and the, and the guy's like, "No, after you." It's like, right. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Ali, you got to be way too young. You're too young to remember that cartoon. No. But I remember a film with a similar scene where they were like trying to get into a bus and they were opening the door. They both got the door at the same time. They're like, after you. And then he's like, no, after you. So after you, it keeps on going. You're trying to outdo the other person. Like, no, you first. No, you first. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, imagine, you know, all the awkward situations uh, uh, 
eventually somebody has to yield, right? That's right. Oh, no, no. I insist. No, no, I couldn't possibly. You go first. <laughs> Jim Chip and Dan was wonderful. We quote that in our house uh, all the time. Oh, no, no. You go first. I couldn't possibly. You must go. <laughs> yeah, that happens on the stop signs all the time sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Two people arrive at a stop sign at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, you know, like, go, come on, go. <laughs> both, of, both of you wave, and then, you know, one of yeah. you inches forward. And... and then everybody goes at once. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So, which one of these, Greg? Is that the one that stuck out to you the most? I'll do one another and showing honor because that is that's an interesting one. No, I think uh, I I really like uh, verse twelve. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in the tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Yeah. I think if I could live that out, I would be doing pretty well. Like especially. The times that we're living in just there's it just seems like um the world is just so broken yeah. and sometimes it just feels like um hopeless mm-hmm. you know when you think of just the brokenness in the world all the all the division all the you know broken relationships broken i mean um and then yeah. and then be patient in tribulation so i mean that's talking about trials and how life is hard. Um, it's, uh, I have a friend at the gym who's, uh, um, an Indian gentleman and I really like him. He's really, really neat guy. Every time I see him, he's always like, life is good. Life is good. (laughs) And I, you know, and recently I've been, you know, I'm like, I've been talking to him back and I'm like, I I would put it this way. Life is hard, but God is good. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's my worldview, but his worldview mm-hmm. is like, life is good. Life is good. I'm like, it's really hard to look around this world and just turn on the news and, oh, yeah. and, and say life is good. I don't care where you live, what country you live in. I don't know. Do you guys agree? Am I, or am I just being very pessimistic? <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Because life is hard, no matter where you are. I mean, uh, but it's it's with the blessing of God that your life actually feels good. So it's God is God who's making your life, make you feel so good about your life. So it's basically God. That's how I look at it. Yeah, like I appreciate what that guy is saying to you. It's a nice way to greet. Yeah. Because you don't you want to be say, how you do? Good morning. And he's, he dumps all his problems on you, right? So yeah. that's that's not, So what he's saying, yeah. hey, life is good. That's nice. That's a very pleasant, nice greeting. So I don't want to mm-hmm. pick on him too much. Um, but if you use that as kind of a mantra for life, and it's almost like out of touch with reality. If you just keep trying to tell yourself, life is good, life is good. Because you're right, it's not. That's out of touch with reality. And life is hard. There's all kinds of things that are messed up. But I, I haven't thought that much about this verse, Romans 12, 12. I, I think you're right. It's three commands in one verse. But if you just did these three things, you, again, you're doing these in light of the gospel, in light of what he's done for you. Now you're doing these things, okay? So this, get the sequence right. Your life would be filled with joy. Yeah. Rejoice in hope. I, I Man. Patient in tribulation. So you go through all kinds of things. Be patient in tribulation and then be constant in prayer. Yeah, you could say if I just did, if I just did those three things, you'd be pretty fruitful. Yeah, yeah. 
it would it would change your life. Which which verse stood out to you, Jim? I always like um, eighteen. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. You know, just the notion of like it's kind of part of it's the um, the, the pattern I was saying before, this kind of the staccato relentlessness of do this, do this, do this, do this. And he gets to 18 and says, wait a second, okay, if possible. Yeah, Two I think caveats. that's interesting. He's, he, he actually says, if possible, because he's, yeah. he's basically admitting sometimes it's not possible. Yeah, well, right. And so he could have just done live peaceably with all. But th this one, he qualifies twice, if possible. Then it's so far as it depends on you. Right. And you, and you can't always control the other person. So they may be all filled with vengeance. They may be filled with anger. You can't control that. So but if possible, so far as it depends on you, even if the other person is bitter and angry and nasty and whatever they are, you live peaceably with everybody. Um, I don't know. I, that, that first uh, jumps out to me. I always, I've always liked it. Mm -hmm. Ali, do you have a favorite one in this section? I think uh, verse 21 is probably the one that really, you know, sticks out to me, which is do not, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Hmm. It's, it's the most simplest, but also, you know, the most challenging in ways because uh, it's so easy to, to get overcome by evil. And the biggest challenge I think in, in our Christian life is, to overcome evil with good. So I think if we can probably do do this one task, we can probably achieve all the other tasks. Yeah. Mm. Overcome evil with good. Well, that's uh, Romans chapter 12. Let's uh, stop there, gentlemen. Um, thanks for tuning into this uh, episode of the Gospel Addict Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Addict Podcast. Feel free to contact us via email at gospeladdictpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. And remember, on your worst days, you're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.